This is the Malloy Jim Jeffries Uncensored Podcast. Warning, this may contain strong language and content. Hold on tight. Here we go. From LA, California, it's Jim Jeffries on Malloy. Oh, great man. Always a pleasure to speak to you, Jim Jeffries. Now, last time... We had a chat. You and Amos Gill oh, yes. were leaving our interview <laughs> to go to a French restaurant, I think, called Mistrale, and you were looking forward to a big feed. How did you go? I did the thing like, you know you're in for a pig of a meal when you sit down and they're doing the souffle and it takes you know 40 minutes to make, so you've got to order it before your food oh, yeah. comes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. That's when, like, because you know with dessert, you always go, oh, I'm completely full. Oh, I'll have a look at the dessert menu. <laughs> and then you sort of think, oh, we probably won't get it. And then you convince someone to share something with you. That's how dessert goes down. There's yeah. a dance involved. <laughs> yes. there's, a, there's a big dance. Women are unbelievable. Women act like they've never had a dessert in their life. <laughs> my mother, before, God bless her soul, she's passed yeah. away, but she, she was a big lady, my mum. Right. What she would do with desserts, if there was a stranger at the table who wasn't a member of the family, yeah. She'd go like this. She'd look at the menu and go, oh, I won't have dessert. And then she'd look at something that she wants and she'd do this. A chocolate molten lava cake. I've never had one of those. And so always someone would go, oh, you should try it, Carolyn, if you've never had one. And I, I saw her do this with different girlfriends I had yes. over the years. And, and she did that, a chocolate molten lava cake. And I went, they sell them at fucking Domino's. That's the Domino's dessert. You've had that. But here's what I've noticed. No, no, I won't, but you order. Yeah. i maybe get two spoons. <laughs> and wait, 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 what am I getting two spoons no, no, for? You're done, you're cooked. They oh, said, oh, you I said you didn't up. want anything. I've ordered <laughs> mine. Why right. am I ordering two friggin' spoons? It's even worse when they must have something with the waiter. You know what I mean? <laughs> because, like, you just go, I'll have a cheesecake. She's not having anything. Thank you very much. And then the guy comes up and goes, two spoons, just in case. <laughs> and you're like, what have you done? Have you just shown up out of nowhere with your extra spoon? <laughs> Take that spoon and jam it up your ass. Oh, my wife does this one. Whenever we order a meal, she goes, why don't you get something that we both want and I'll get something and we can share our meal? And I go, no, because I'm going to order something good. <laughs> I'm going to get like the lasagna and you're going to get the vegan shredded right, salad. Yeah. I don't want to halve your <laughs> shit. I just want my food. You speak the truth. I, was, I talked about this on the show the other day. The greatest cooks in the world are the women's CWA, yeah. the Country Women's Association. Yeah. And I used to curb crawl funerals just <laughs> in the country, in regional areas, because they were generally the spread put on oh, by man. the women yeah. was absolutely second to none. And that's what I found this out when I was doing Cracker Jack, because a lot of the bowling clubs have the older. All the guys I know who bowl look forward to particular clubs. Oh, oh, it's my rabbit this week. Yeah. Oh, the ladies there put on a fantastic spread. <laughs> so, but I was introduced to Country Women's Association through uh, the the lucrative lawn bowling circuit. Mm. And mm. tell me if that wasn't the greatest thing I ever discovered. These old ducks, absolutely top shelf, but boy, can they cook. When my mother passed, I remember we went in, my dad had put some money aside for the funeral, and I said... I kept on offering to pay for it. He said, no, 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 I want to pay for this. And I said, well, how about I buy the food, right? We did set, we walk into the funeral home, right? And they go like this. They go, okay, so you've bought the blah, blah, blah package. And they go, you got the basic package. And we're like, we're okay with that. And they go, oh, well, it is a chipboard box. It's made out of cork, the box. <laughs> they go, here's a selection of the other coffins. And we went like this, me and yeah, my brothers yeah. and my dad, that box, those flowers, 
here's the two songs she wants. <laughs> He'll be doing it. Like, we, we yeah. organised the funeral yeah. that quick, right? right? Yeah. And then they went, okay, and we have a selection of foods, and that took about 50 minutes. <laughs> Just arguing with my dad yeah. about the not everyone's going to want prawns. I guess everyone will want prawns. Well, there are enough prawns for me because I'll have to talk to everyone at the funeral, you see, so I won't get straight to the platter to begin with. All you could eat would be a good idea for a funeral at some yeah, stage. Yeah. I would have thought, hey, Jim, podcast, the topic right. this week was artificial intelligence, and I have to mm. say I was captivated because this is, it's all a bit of a mystery to me. I don't quite understand how it all works, and I don't have a much clearer idea having listened. <laughs> <laughs> to your podcast, but you're right. It's self-aware robots, is it? Is that what we're I talking about? I nodded along a lot. Right. I was like, because oh. she would use words in her sentences that I could do a whole episode on. That explain what that word means or how that's spelled. You know, but no, I I'm no clear. I think it's like Tesla cars driving themselves is the yeah. best example. Yeah. Okay. Or it's bloody robots taking your jobs. That's the good thing about us, Siri. I can't do fucking Siri in this country. Do they have the Australian accent over there? Yes. Like on the Siri? <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, because yeah, i got a dumbass American phone, and to get anywhere, I'm like, Siri, set a time. Set an alarm right now. That's the only way I can get the thing to work. Because it doesn't, Siri doesn't understand an Australian accent in America. Oh. Yeah, so like, like, I reckon Arnold Schwarzenegger, he must have had a Siri built just for him. Because <laughs> the chances <laughs> of meeting another fella that talks like that must be very rare. <laughs> Well, they did that too on GPS, I know, in cars. You could yeah. remember at one stage you could get a, like, John Cleese That's would right. uh, do it. Celebrity uh, I think you get celebrity voices. I did one. I recorded I one did. 10 no years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have the Mr. T one on my, my car. <laughs> that, was, that was a fun. Mr. T. Pity the fool who doesn't yeah. turn right. <laughs> yeah, I pity the fool like that. And then it's like you turn it off and you go, stop that jibber jabber. Like you go, all right, Mr. T. Yours would have been fun. Oh, that would yeah. be great. Oh, I right. need it. it I would love to drive to the coast. Left. Go right. You've got there, you cunt. A lot of that. <laughs> Well, you know what? You're very good at voices, and this is a great segue into your new character on the animated movie called Extinct. Tell us about your character. Tell us about the movie. Oh, it doesn't wow. sound very cheery for a kid's film, <laughs> Extinct. Oh, it's quite, it's quite a sad movie. Right. It's about a whole lot of extinct animals, and there's one each of them left, and they make a gang, basically. It's like the squid game. Hey, the squid game. While I'm at it, the yeah. squid game. I like the squid game. Yeah. Didn't mind the squid yeah. game. Good for you. Everyone's seen the squid game. I'll tell you my problem with the squid game. Yes, the opening scenes like this, I didn't read the subtitles. Yeah, I right. just learnt Korean like everyone should. No, I, I, I did it with the dubbed over voices, like right? That. Yeah. And I like, although I must say, all the voices like American, like, hey, I need the money. You need the money. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, no, you're going to die. And then, like, except for the old bloke who was like, I am very happy. Why did he have the old Confucius fucking voice? Really, that's that American accent. I didn't know what was going on there. At the beginning of the Squid Games, they go, when I was young, we used to play a game called the Squid Game. The rules were simple. All you did was draw a picture of a squid. What the fuck are you talking about? It was a square with a triangle with a circle at the top, right? Doesn't look anything like a squid. I don't know what that is. Circle, triangle, square. And they go, the rules are simple. First, you would have to walk outside the square. Then you could hop on this line. Then you could tackle in this box, but not in that box. It was more complicated than chess. (laughs) It was too. So did you have a problem with that after the original concept, after the inciting concept? You go, I just can't buy into this. I can't buy into this. I, I, look, I enjoyed it yeah, as much as the next person. 
I don't know how they're going to make number two. How are they going to get, like, well, they can't get all the characters back, no. obviously. Well, this is pretty, can't get them all. But... What about a prequel? Yeah, yeah, well. you could do a prequel, pre-Squid Game. Yeah, the old bloke, his young life. I won't ruin it for him. <laughs> the guy dyes his hair red at the end. That's a little <laughs> Easter egg for you. Yeah, just before we go uh, to another break, your movie, Extinct. So I play a Tasmanian tiger. Right? I don't vary my voice up. I go a bit more gruff like this. Yeah. <laughs> I only read my lines. They take you in a booth. You do it all by yourself. So I watched the film fresh myself. There's a couple of twists in it. I didn't oh, even know what happened. Okay. But I had an interview. I did some American radio, and they were talking. They said, oh, you, you just did this extinct. And I said, yeah, yeah. And then, I, you know when you're just bullshitting on radio and you think, <laughs> oh, that sounds like the truth, right? And I went like this. So I, go, I go, you know, it was quite an honour to do this because – I don't know if anyone knows this, but it was probably the first Australian voice on an American animated movie all time. And then the radio DJ went, what about Finding Nemo? And I went, yes. yes <laughs> that was filled with a yep. Australian voices. You got me there. Yeah. We were just talking about Extinct, a new animated yeah. feature. It's on Netflix. Netflix. Out it's now. just on now. Yeah. It's, it's now. gone bonkers. Yeah. I think it's in the top ten shows in Australia <laughs> as is. we speak. It is. So uh, there you go. Uh, you might want to hit him up like Robin Williams did. Remember Robin Williams? Never he heard of him. <laughs> Tell me all about him. He did Aladdin, but he did it for peanuts. Right. He did it for a thing. Basically improvised the whole thing. It became a sensation. Yeah. They yeah. made like half a billion dollars out of it. Right. And he said, how about something for me? And they went, no. And he absolutely cracked it. In the end, you know how they brokered a piece? They bought him a Picasso. Ah. And he, as like you'd go, all right then. <laughs> All right, come here, give me a hug. So if this film goes mad, you need to go and get yourself. I once matched with Robin Williams' daughter on a dating app. It was very oh, are you kidding? Wow. Did, How yes, did that yeah. go, can I ask? I never pulled it off. I never sort of did that. I thought, oh, I don't want to be involved there. That would be too much conversations about a dad or something. I don't know. It would be a funny first meeting around the table. Yeah. A couple of comedians. It's always like when you go and meet the rest of a family, she'd be like, oh, Jim's a comedian. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a comedian as well, not like, not as big as your dad. Your dad was very popular, he sorely missed. I didn't want to do that all the bloody time. You no, know? you're your own man. Now, I want to ask you about this, putting it down, because there's on some of the names here, like Henry Winkler, the Fonz. Are you joking? The yeah. Fonz is in this. Are you putting them down together or do you go in on your own? I mean, without, without destroying the magic. I haven't met any of the actors oh. in the whole thing. And it was made during COVID and we all like, oh, there'll be a premiere. And I thought, oh, that'll be good. Because I do all my scenes with like Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, fantastic. Uh, uh, Zazie Betts and uh, I know Ken John. Ken John, I was going to say, he's a funny bugger. I know bugger. Ken John. Uh, Adam Devine's in there. John Lovitz. John Lovitz. It's it's all happening. Yeah, but you don't meet anyone. You go and put it down in isolation. And you go in there, you go in there, and then they go, oh, sing a song for us, and you sing the song, and then it turns out you're harmonising with people. I don't even remember singing the bloody really? song. I, I went in there, but it's there. It's on the film. You could have done a duet with the Fonz. You just don't know yet. <laughs> I, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't meet the Winkler, man. I would have liked to meet Fonz. Yeah. I feel like that guy, right? Yeah. I feel like Henry Winkler. Okay, first... First of all, yeah. Fonzie. Yes. Go. How the fuck did they sell us that guy being cool? <laughs> right? When you break it down, 
It's a bloke living in a studio apartment <laughs> above a suburban house in Milwaukee. Yes. Right? Milwaukee. He's yeah. about 30 years old and he's hanging out with 16-year-olds in a milk bar, right? Yes. And then he goes up to people, oh, you can't use the jukebox? I can do it. Bang, like that. <laughs> and if you want to talk to me, meet me in the toilet. It's my office. My office is a toilet. Yeah, my office is a toilet. I live in a studio apartment and all the chicks dig me. <laughs> and he's always hitting on Mrs. Cunningham. Oh, he's, always, he's hitting on his mate's mum. I mean, how uncool is that? And also, I've lived a long time on this planet, and I'm yet to meet a Fonzarelli. There's never been another Fonzarelli. I've never gone, oh, this is me mate Ben Fonzarelli. I feel like they made that up. I've travelled to Italy. No Fonzarellis. But I'm, I'm struggling to think if I've run into a Ralph Melf either, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, there were some good cameos in there, wasn't there? There was a Leather Tuscadero. Yeah, yeah, Susie Susie Quattro. Quattro. She was in there Who was as Pinky well? Tuscadero? That was... That's how Robin Williams started. He was, he was a, a cameo. Yeah. Mork was the first character he ever did. He did that. I tell you what, though. One time uh, when I first got to America and I just did a set that was just pure filth and all that type of stuff, <laughs> allegedly Penny Marshall had come to see me with maybe putting me in a film, right? Oh, that's oh, huge. Wow. Turns out she didn't last the whole gig, okay. mate. She fucking left... <laughs> That was Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. You know that yeah. she was Laverne because she always stitched a letter of L <laughs> on her chest. What adult does that? And they had Ziggy and what's his name living uh, upstairs? Yeah, Lenny and Squiggy. <laughs> yeah, Lenny and Squiggy. Uh, how dare Not Ziggy. Lenny and Squiggy. No, no, you didn't see the late season of Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> Ziggy Stardust would come That's down right. with his thunderbolt on his eye. That's how he came up with the character. It was a spin-off from Laverne and Shirley. And they lived in Milwaukee. How many sitcoms have been set in Milwaukee? I don't know. I was in Milwaukee. Now, Milwaukee's probably the biggest drinking town in oh, all yeah? of America. It's where all the beers made. Milwaukee Brewers, they named their baseball yeah. team after beer. And it's, it's freezing cold. And I was playing in the Paps Theatre, like named after the beer company. Everything's yeah, beer there. Yeah. Right? And next to the theatre, next to the river, they have a statue called the Bronze Fonz. <laughs> it's a life-size picture of Fonzie going, hey. <laughs> but he's like, his neck and his head is all gold. But then the leather jacket's like a legitimate leather jacket colour. Yeah. It's a black leather jacket and T-shirt. Right. And then he has blue jeans. I tell you what, if you were half pissed, you would pick a fight with him. Like, what are you fucking smiling at? What are you staring yeah, at, Fonzarelli? <laughs> what are you yeah, staring at? Yeah, and, be and you'd lose too because he's got a steel jaw on him, that man. Well, as always, we've covered a bit of ground oh, on the mate. show today, Jim. I feel like we've covered nothing. This is our <laughs> second last time talking, right. Mick. Is there a big party plan, Mick? Uh, we, you, what we're going to do next Friday up on the roof, yep. Paul Kelly's going to come along, play half a dozen songs. I'm going to get all my mates who fly through here like Glenn Robbins and Ross Noble and all my other regulars. We'd oh, love to have you on the show, yeah, but we just, I don't think we can get the uh, satellite technology <laughs> in on the Friday. And also, you're doing it rooftop like the Beatles in Let It Be. It's a nice <laughs> That's, touch. Right. That's right. That's right. Going to dress in a red fluffy jacket like Ringo did. <laughs> That's right. So I believe I will be talking to you for the last time on the program on Thursday. Next week, we may have put together a little package of some of your stuff with uh, Matty oh. Dower out the back, who's been laughing his tits off for the last couple of days, stitching some stuff together. So we, sir, will talk again this time next week. Hey. As always, thank you, Jim Jeffrey. Thanks for having me, guys. This has been the Malloy Jim Jeffries Uncensored Podcast. Catch more of Jim on Malloy Thursdays for the drive home on Triple M or stream it on the Listener app.